Happy Sunday, everybody. It's Mile High Magazine, the Murphy-Houston segment of this hour-long program, and it's always fun to be with you early on a Sunday to talk about unique things, and ah, today's a good one. If you like travel, you are going to like this. Uh, joining me this morning is Pauline Frommer from Frommer Guidebooks, a travel specialist. Pauline, welcome into Mile High Magazine today. Good to have you. Oh, well, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, I know you're going to be in Denver very soon, February 25th and 26th at the Colorado Convention Center, because that's the annual Denver Travel and Adventure Show. And you're going to be speaking, are you not? I am one of the keynote speakers, along with Peter Greenberg, who you've probably seen on CBS News, and Brian Kelly, who founded The Points Guy. So he's the guy who will tell you how to travel for free. Uh, (laughs) I'm the person who will tell you how to travel for very little money uh, and not wrap yourself into knots trying to collect points. I have have mixed feelings about points, but anyway. Well, I know. I do, too. My wife and I, now that our kids are growing and we're starting to travel more and more, and I've learned a lot over the years, but I think you're going to have some really good pointers come Colorado Convention Center time, don't you think? Well, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of recent studies that use AI to process mass amounts of data. And one was done on 36 million airfare transactions. It was done by the company that's the middleman between all of the airlines and all of the travel agencies. Uh They found patterns. They found that those who book their travel on a Sunday, and when I say book, I mean that's when you put the money down, not when you fly. When you book on a Sunday, you can save 10% statistically on international flights and 5% on domestic ones. Now, will this always work? No. You know, it's a statistic pattern that they're seeing. And if you're flying, say, for the holidays, it probably won't help. But they also found something really interesting in this year of chaos. Those folks who fly before 9 a.m. in the morning had a chance of getting where they were going on time and without being canceled that was something like 80% higher than those who left later in the day because there's been so much chaos. Oh, oh, so much chaos. And, Pauline, is that because you are getting that early start? You're beating the rest of the flights up into the air? It it has to do with weather patterns. Oh. Uh, You know, we're living in the time of, of climate change, and there's really extreme storms have become the norm. And when a, a flight, often the flight you're traveling on was in another airport before it got to you if you're flying later in the day. So the weather could be clear and lovely in Denver, but if your flight is coming from Chicago where there are storms, you might get canceled. If you fly first thing in the morning, you know that your plane and your crew were there overnight. Uh huh. You have a much better chance of getting where you're going. And that's what these, especially if you're flying from a, a, an airport like DIA here in Denver, where United is based, has one of their bases here, those people are going to be around, aren't they? Because they live here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you're flying somewhere else, And you have the choice of going to either a smaller airport or a hub airport, go to the hub airport because that's where they have the crews. If something goes wrong at the smaller airports, often there just aren't enough people around uh, to uh, crew the next flight out. And you're more likely to get stuck now. And that's kind of what maybe happens to Southwest Airlines because they're in those smaller areas and then they don't have the crew. 
Yeah, well, they don't have a hub-and-spoke system like yes. the other airlines do. They fly from point to point. And they also have a really outdated computer system. Frankly, my advice right now is don't fly Southwest. I don't think that they've had the time to fix their computer system. So I'm avoiding them personally. Mm, some advice there. How about hotel bookings? Everybody's always looking for hotel bookings. What's the best way to save a buck there? Well, there's been an interesting thing that's happened since the pandemic. Airbnb got a lot more expensive on average than hotels. My advice used to be, oh, do an Airbnb. But now if you do a rental through Airbnb or VRBO or the other sites that rent these these homes, you're going to be paying more. So you want to stay in a hotel, believe it or not, and you want to book it through. There are a number of private clubs that have arisen since the pandemic. Really? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're attached to trade unions, like the welders will have a travel club, and the uh, bar association for lawyers has travel clubs. Sometimes uh, there's a very good one being run by Travel and Leisure magazine. There's another one called uh, Room Steals. You have to pay a yearly fee, so this only works for people who travel a lot. But because the hotels can hide what they're actually wanting to charge uh, in, you know, in times when they can't fill their rooms, uh, they can charge less than they can in, on any site that can be searched by Google. Uh-huh. That's because every hotel on the planet right now has contracts with Expedia, Orbitz, Travelocity, etc., promising that they will not undercut significantly the rates that they give to those big sites. Uh-huh. But sometimes they have empty beds, and so they, they want to cut prices. There's also a site, there's also a way to do this, a club on Instagram, where you don't have to pay in advance. But it's a little wonky. You have to send an email or send a direct message to at hotels which is part of Trip Scout. Sure. I did it. I'm going to um, New Orleans uh, during Jazz Fest, and I found a, a hotel there that is charging 60% less for that same hotel than I found on any other site. Oh, my. Because I went to one of these these private clubs. Yeah, so, so real savings that way, but you have to be a little bit... Um, What's the word? Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Hey, we're talking with Pauline Frommer from Frommer Guidebooks. You've read that if you've done any traveling. She'll be down at the Denver Travel and Adventure Show coming up on February 25th, 26th at the Convention Center. And, uh, Pauline, you're going to be down there speaking, of course. What else is going to be happening at the Denver Travel and Adventure Show for those that are sick of the winter we've had here in Denver, and we've had a, an unusual one, and they want to get out? What's going to be going on down there? Well, one of the fun things about the Travel and Adventure Show is you have people from all over the world at the different booths telling you about why their destinations are so great. And so you're speaking to people from all over the world. It's kind of like a travel experience just going to the show. And a lot of them give out special discounts that you can't get anywhere else. So you're going to get good deals. You're going to meet representatives from both destinations and the major cruise lines and a lot of tour companies. And they always have really fun stages where, where you're going to see performances from all around the world. They have camel rides, so bring your kids. 
And, you know, a lot of these booths give out swag. Uh, so you'll get, I don't know, carnival feeds from New Orleans, and you'll get special cookies and treats from other places. Uh, kids really love the show, but it's it's great fun for adults, too. And you have speakers like me, like Peter, who tell it like it is. And yeah. what I do is I spend the entire day at the bookstore, uh, which will be on site selling our guidebooks as well as other travel books. And I stand there and I kind of play travel agent and I help people plan their vacations and sign books. And I just chat with people. That's awesome uh, that you do that. That's unbelievable, valuable information. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, you know, I find that knowing what people are asking in terms of the travel questions that the public has is invaluable to me as a as a travel journalist. So I get as much out of it as the people I'm talking to. Do. Sure. Uh, but it's 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 just a lot of fun, and you can buttonhole me, and because I don't sell travel, I can tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, I just give advice. All I sell is travel advice in our books, and and Fromers dot com gets about twelve million page views per month. And we are strictly journalism there. We never take a penny uh, from any hotel, restaurant, attraction that we cover. We are strict journalists. Just telling it like it is, right, Pauline? Yeah, our only customer is our readers and uh, and the folks who get our books. That's fantastic. I have a question for you, because I mentioned earlier, my wife and I love cruises and, and, and big cruises. And I'm curious about travel insurance. When do you and don't you need travel insurance, not just for cruises, but any kind of uh, vacation? Sure. You never need travel insurance just for a flight. That you're, you're flushing money down the drain if you get it for that. Or if you're, you're, I don't know, taking a road trip and staying in hotels. You can easily cancel a hotel and get your money back. Right. But if you're doing a big ticket item like a cruise, like a tour, like a home rental, where you often have to put down a hefty deposit, you are crazy right now if you don't get travel insurance. The problem is there's no insurance company that's always the best. Um, It really depends on where you're going, your age, the type of vacation. So I like there are these marketplace sites that have grown up. They have names like InsureMyTrip, TravelInsurance.com, SquareMouth.com. And you go to these sites, you put in your age, you put in the details of your trip, and they shoot back a list of 50, 60 different policies with it easily uh, spelled out what you get with each policy. Wow. And inevitably, the most expensive policy covers the least amount of things. It's always one in the middle uh, that, that covers <laughs> the most amount of stuff. My, my key bit of advice is you should never, ever buy insurance from the company that's selling you travel. Because ah. if, if they go belly up, you've probably lost your insurance, too. So you're not covered. And the folks who, who in Britain who were using Thomas Cook found that in, during the pandemic when that huge company went, went under. Uh, as well, travel companies get a commission. So you're paying for their commission, whereas if you just went direct to the travel company, uh, you would spend much less money. Good the point. key with travel insurance also is you have to buy it right after you buy the trip. Because if something happens, say you're going to the Caribbean and a storm gets named, you can no longer buy insurance. Wow. Once there's a named event, you're, you're out of luck. Wow. 
And before I let you go, this time's flying by here, which I hate because I love to talk about travel. Pauline, give us an idea. As I said, there are going to be a lot of people down at the uh, big Denver Travel and Adventure Show. What are the best places to go in 2023? Oh, wow. Well, we have a list on Fromers.com of our picks. Uh, There's a lot of places, but I would say in general, Europe. The dollar has not been as strong against the euro in decades. This summer, it was at par with the euro. It used to be about $1.50 per euro. Right, right. It was one-to-one. I I was in France this summer having great $3 glasses of wine and amazing $15 two-course dinners. Um, It it was a better value than it's been in forever. And here's a tip just for your readers. If you go to Fromers.com, you'll find an article about the travel shows, and there is a code in that article that will get you into the Denver Travel and Adventure Show for free. Stop it. You're killing me on that. I'm checking it as soon as we're done talking here. Oh, well, good, good. <laughs> That's Frommers.com. Is that right, Pauline? We can get a lot of information there. M-M-E-R-S, Frommers.com. And one final quick question, because I know my granddaughter's thinking about this. Spring break is coming up in March. Is it safe to go to Mexico? I think so. Um, uh, in fact, my da- daughter just, uh, I have a, a 23-year-old who just got back from there. Uh, you have to remember that a lot of the problems are happening in the areas that don't tourists don't go to. Uh, and there's just too much riding for the entire Mexican government. There's too much at stake. Tourism right. is too big an industry there. Uh, for them to make it unsafe for the visitors or allow it to be unsafe for the visitors. Uh, I I would have no problem going there. I mean, I live in New York City. I write the guidebook to New York City. People are nervous about coming here. (laughs) We're the safest large city in the U.S., uh, sometimes sometimes the media gets it wrong when safety is concerned. Yes, I guess you're right. Well, Pauline Frommer, thank you so much for coming on Mile High Magazine. We'll see you at the Denver Travel and Adventure Show at the Colorado Convention Center February 25th and 26th. Uh, go to Frommers.com for a lot of great travel information or pick up a Frommer guidebook. It's all there. Pauline's been doing this for years. She knows what's going on. So, Pauline, we'll see you down there. We're anxious to get you in Denver. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you, too. And you guys hang on now. We've got more coming up. I'm Murphy Houston. It's Mile High Magazine.